Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Uh, I believe I'm back on. I got disconnected twice here, and I've got a message uh, to, to Raven to see if she's if she can hear me, uh, if she can't, uh, okay, good. Raven, are you there? Yes, I can hear you. The gremlins have got me again this week. I went two weeks. In fact, I was funny. As I was getting ready to come down here, I told my wife, it's been two weeks since I've had a problem. This is the week. It is. The phone disconnected me twice without me even touching it. I so can I'm hear you fine, though. Same problem that I'm back to the same problem that I had about three weeks ago. You remember that there was, I was the oh, only yeah. one in five years who had had it? Okay. And I right, needed it. Yeah. I never touched the phone, and yet I was disconnected. So if I do drop yeah. off the face of the earth here, just, just you know, Call my wife or something, and because she's here, because I don't yep. know. I don't. I. I. It, it's not that I'm doing anything wrong. I was on, and then without touching a phone twice, I paid it off. So, but what, let's go to something productive. Uh, yep. Why don't you go ahead and read, uh, or not read, but go ahead and pray, and uh, we'll get rolling. It's just another distraction, right. folks. And about every three to yep. four weeks for three and a half years, I've been, I don't know, I'm just lucky, I guess. It <laughs> happens all the time to me. Go ahead. All right. Father, we know that you're in charge of everything. So we just ask you right now to give us this next hour and a half free from complications you control this entire thing and allow us to move forward give us all the words the verses everything that you want to happen from this next 90 minutes we just ask that you be in charge of it all we give it all over to you so that your holy spirit can have his way in christ's name amen Okay. Now, uh, can you hear me still? I can. Hello? Okay. Yes, Did I'm here. Did you ever, when I was talking to you earlier, or I was talking yeah. before I realized I'd been disconnected, did I? Did you ever lose me? Mm-mm. Oh, wait. I didn't call in. I was just getting ready to call in when I got your text message saying that you got disconnected. Oh, so you did. Okay, 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 mm-hmm. okay, okay. All yeah. right, we're back to the cross of Christ where I'm going to be for a long time. Because there's, I've got on eight and a half by 11, I've got six pages. Let's see, two, four, five, five full pages about the cross of Christ and explanation, because the whole Bible is about the cross of Christ. And as we did last week, 
Um, the battle, the battle for a believer comes down to very simply Galatians five seventeen, and we'll read that in a minute. But the battle is for a believer, as the whole book of Galatians says. The whole book of Galatians is yes. now you're born again. You're truly born again. And yet you are now trying to go back and add something to Jesus Christ and him crucified and the cross, the event that happened at the cross. You're trying to add something. And that's something, the problem is, that something is something that you add, meaning you, I, a human being. You nullify the grace of God, you alienate yourself from Christ, and you fall from grace if you add anything to the cross, anything. Let me rephrase that. You're running the risk of doing it very seriously. Would you mind going and reading Galatians chapter 5, verse 2 and 4? And Paul, through the Holy Spirit, gives an emphatic warning. In fact, he doesn't say you're skating on thin ice. Read what he says if you add circumcision Now, circumcision was their key thing, like water baptism is in modern Christianity. The key thing. You you know. But they they had something. Yeah. I I just was going to say, I'm not sure exactly how. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this later. I don't know exactly how you put that just a moment ago, but the way you said it was, was so perfect. You said the well, battle okay, for the I believer. Said, the battle for the believer, because it's not a but Go read Galatians 5, 17. It's not a battle okay. for unbelievers, because they don't have a right. choice. Yeah. The flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. There you go. Okay, now, Raven, yeah. hold on. I've got somebody, believe it or not, and I mean that seriously, who uh, who looks like they'd like to speak to us. Just bear with me. Okay. Hello. Hey, how's it going, you silly cunt? You guys are just I didn't about hear a pack you. of niggers. Sorry. Well... I was uh, I was just uh, washing my balls earlier. I found a lump. I was a little bit curious as to what what you had to say about that. Uh, okay, I, I Raven. I kept pushing the thing. I kept pushing, pushing, pushing. I'm telling you, Raven. There isn't. If I have two two out of three weeks, that yeah. there's not difficulty. But it, a lot of it is my own ignorance. Like right there, I as soon as I heard his first statement, I hit disconnect, right. but it didn't work. So right, all right, let, let's go yeah, back. I, I hear you. You know, you know, yeah, you're, you're good again. Let, let me say something, right. uh, Go ahead. No, I just was going to say when you get people like this, you know, this is just like, and I think you, maybe you were going to say this is confirmation that you know. Uh, Satan doesn't want this kind of. Satan doesn't want God 
you know, putting his word out on the airways. That's just how it is. So, you know. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah it, it does. In fact, I got it. Yeah. It's a, in, a, in a very twisted, uh, twisted mentality, which we're definitely mm-hmm. dealing with. Uh, right. It's almost confirmation with all this hassle I go. Like this problem that we experienced, that I experienced in the very beginning. I go to. Yeah. Freedomize the radio, and they say that hasn't happened in four or five years. You're the only one that's even. I, it's almost confirmation. Maybe we're on the truth, but anyhow, back to back to what's important. The other stuff is just distractions. Right. Uh, right. Exactly. <clears throat> so what you we're going to go ahead. You read Galatians five, uh, seventeen. Mm-hmm. That is something that an unbeliever doesn't have a choice to do. Here we go again. I'm getting another phone call. One 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 one. Let me try it. I don't know who it could be. Uh, it's computer. It's Hello. Satan, you fuck faces. I'm gonna stick my. Alrighty. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. Welcome to the yep. world. Hey, again, again. Right. Raven. Right. It, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got yeah. to answer the phone. I, I can't take a gamble on. Uh, I can't right. take a might, gamble someone... on. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. want to blow anybody off who might have a sincere question. Okay, we're doing good. Right. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll wait it out for folks. You're listening to me, obviously. I don't know how anybody right. could waste a, a, a nice Sunday when we're coming down, and especially in the cooler weather area we're in, where you know the days are are limited where we're going to have nice weather and and wait for me to come on at three o'clock in the afternoon to hassle me i i don't i'm not a minister i've never been to bible college i don't have a church i don't have a seminary education this is remarkable that well, people this... would waste their god-given time on this earth to hassle me but whatever well All right, let's, the, let's, the thing is they're so angry with god See, that's but I the mean problem. The, but, Raven, I'm telling it's you. It has nothing I've to do with us, though, Carl. Hold on, hold on. But let's, let's Why face a it. person with Raven, slow down. There are yeah. so many other people out there that they could be bashing. I mean, I, I, sure. I, I, I get at the most 15 people will listen in a week. It's just right. remarkable. I, 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 I would oh, yeah. not, even if I hated my own guts, I would not right. stay home on a nice Sunday afternoon <laughs> to sit and talk to an idiot like myself. But let's continue. <laughs> Galatians, right, 5, right. Galatians 5.17 is very, very clear that the believer yes. is the one who has this difficulty and this problem where the flesh wars yeah. against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And the right. spirit is following nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified as the object of your faith. Let me, let me add that right. to it. When I say what I was saying is it's a battle of religion versus biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity, right. walking in the spirit, being in the spirit, is one right. whose faith, Faith for their salvation, for their sanctification, for everything that has ever come from God 
is due to one thing only, and that's Jesus Christ and him crucified, which is 1 Corinthians 2.2. 2. The right. flesh yes. is anything that we add to Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's why Paul said, I determined in 1 Corinthians 2.2 2, to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. In other words, he didn't. You know, like my wife was watching the Reds play in the New York Mets, and and then they, after the inning's over, they go to a station break. It wasn't during a station break Paul thought of that. He determined right. to know nothing because the the enemy, since Genesis, the enemy wants us to be religious. He does everything he can to sanction yeah. religion, everything he can to make religion successful everything he right. can to make a to make the object of our faith something in addition to Jesus Christ. Now just think of this. You're the one that actually read this. You're gonna yes. you didn't read yes. yet, but you're gonna read Galatians five, two and four. And this is what Paul says, if you add anything that you do to Jesus Christ and him crucified as the absolute object of your this is what happens to you. Now read Galatians five, two and four. This is is, is scary. Yes. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. And this is, I phrased it seeker-sensitive. I've, and I don't mm-hmm. want to be seeker-sensitive. I think that's a, a, a slippery slope, quite honestly, a disaster. But I said mm-hmm. it's walking or skating on thin ice. The Holy Spirit is not mm-hmm. saying that. He is saying, read yes. two again. It's emphatic. It's emphatic if you add anything to yes. it. Pat, let, me, let me tell you what happened in, in church today. Right before church okay. started, before the service, they brought a person up who uh, who wanted to be baptized. And the one who mm-hmm. did the baptism, he said that baptism, and this is in a Southern Baptist church, and I give this pastor Rand such credit for this. He said, I want to state before we even do one thing, water baptism has absolutely zero, nothing to do with your salvation. Water baptism Mm -hmm. is a physical act that everybody can see of what you are portraying that Jesus Christ did for for your soul and your faith in what he alone did for your soul when he died on the cross. And I thought for for a church that has people in there, and I know, I know there's people in there that still adhere to the fact you've got to be baptized, you've got to complete the... And I, and this this and his name is Pastor Rands. He he is just he is just he, he doesn't miss. I would say at least three out of four Sundays, and sometimes two out of four, he puts us in because he knows he knows just like David Wilkerson. In a sermon I heard of him back years ago, that's on YouTube. Pastor Rands knows that there's people in Christianity 
that believe that baptism is a requirement for salvation. And I give the man so much credit for saying the truth. But you see when he right. says that, Raven, he says that baptism has nothing to do with your salvation at all. You see what he's doing? Right. He's, he, is, he, he is taking a stance on this Galatians 5.17 that you read. We've got a choice right. as a Christian. Are we going to serve God? Are we going to depend on God because of only what Jesus Christ did on the cross, 1 Corinthians 2.2, 2, or are we going to depend on adding something? And he knows that modern Christianity, like the 2,000 years ago, their hot button, their, gold, their brass ring that they added to the cross was circumcision. And Pastor Rand's knows, being in this denomination, that there are people who still misinterpret water baptism, thinking that that has something to do. And I give the man so much credit because he is, he is just diffusing Galatians 5, 17, the, 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 the religious part. Now, God, uh, the enemy wants you to be religious, Raven. The enemy wants right. us to. And we see in Romans chapter 7 where Paul, all Paul talks about in the first, uh, let me see how many verses it is. The first uh, Romans 7, Paul actually talks about this, that he is going through this very same thing. Um, Romans chapter 7, and I'm right there. I would say if you read Romans chapter 7 and you read verse 1 through um, 1 through 19, it talks about Paul, how he was alive without the law once. And that's verse 9. I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And then he's, and that's verse number nine. And then he goes on and he talks in 10 through 19 about how he started to obey the law in addition to faith in Christ. And his summation of his life was verse 24 of Romans 7. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And then in verse 25, he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. In other words, he's recognizing that in verse number uh, nine, he was alive without the law once. This means spiritually alive. If you're depending on the law, anything in the law, in addition to Christ, you're not alive. You are dead spiritually or risking it. But when the commandment came, sin revived. How did sin revive? Because now the enemy wants us to be religious. You see that? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Biblically, does it make sense to you? Oh, yeah. Biblically. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, Just follow that train of thought. And that's what I said, is that, the object of your faith cannot be anything, even biblical things, even good things that are in the Bible. Like, Raven, yeah. if you add to Christ and him crucified that you witness every chance you get, 
that you read the Bible more than most people do, which you do, that you pray more than most people do, which I'm sure you do, or you would maintain your intensity. If you add things that are even biblical, if your faith is in them, it's wrong because that depends on what you've done, not alone on what Christ has done. This is where we're talking about the cross of Christ. So now, the next verses we're going to go ahead and read here, and we're going to see where this battle raven when it started. Let's go to Genesis. We're going to see where this battle is only continuing. Raven, you and I are are subject to this hassle and this nonsense and will be till we die. Yeah. Ever since Genesis 3, 5. So go ahead and read Genesis 3, 5, and I'd like you to read it through. Uh, Let's see the, the verse I want to go through. I want you to read it through verse 7. And you'll see religion, religion came. But God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were... No, Raymond, just hold on. Now watch verse 7. Watch religion come into it. Go ahead. Religion meaning that you do something rather than just trusting in the sacrifice of Christ. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. What is the religion there? What statement is religion? And I know you know it. Okay. The eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. Okay. And they sewed fig leaves together and Amen. made themselves covered. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's religion. Yeah. That's religion. Yeah. Now let's go to Genesis yeah. chapter 4 and we're going to read 1 through 11. And we're going to see that none of these people here... None of them went out and robbed banks and blew up. They didn't kill 2,980 people by flying an airplane into, into a building. These people, folks, these people, Adam and Eve, the very first four human beings on this earth who were chosen, and they had the first test they had, they trusted in what? Sewing fig leaves together. Let's go ahead and read 4 of Genesis 1 through 11, and we're going to see another poor dude by the name of Cain, and he worked his tail off to earn God's forgiveness. Literally, he probably lost weight, sweat. But we're going to say this is is where Satan, Raven, when I... When I told you or said in the very beginning, it's a battle against of religion against biblical Christianity. When I add one good thing, even my works, my random acts of kindness, anything, right. they have got to follow. 
So go ahead and read Genesis 4, 1 through 11, and see if we can see where this poor Cain is just, he's a victim of religion already. You know something, Carl, something I just noticed in Genesis 3, 5 through 7, something very Mm -hmm. interesting. So in 6, okay, so in verse 6, Eve sees all these fleshly things. That's right. It's good for food. It's pleasant to the eyes. It's desirable to make one wise. Now, now take these things and bring them forth into the 21st century. We want to Lust do the all eyes. kinds Hold of... On. Hold on. Yeah. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes. Lust of yes. the flesh. And pride. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Pleasant so, to the eyes. Lust of the eyes. Lust of right. the flesh. It was good for food. And then they took off on verse 5. They had their eyes open, and they knew right from wrong and good from evil. So you're right. Verse 6 is lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride. That's it. Yep. And so what we do now. Good comment. What we do. Yeah. So what we do now is we take and we want to do Anything that we want to do, we say we can do anything. And we do. And then I'll, yes. And so then if if there are consequences of it, then we go down to verse 7. And we find something that we can do to fix it. We take a medication. We, we, um, we, we, we we, uh, go on a diet. We do anything. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, yeah. let's let's talk about fixing spiritual problems by getting good. That's what we're yes, focusing right. on. Okay. Yeah. So so so, but that's what we do. We fix it with some sort of a some sort of something that we do. So we're going to go out. I got. And okay, we're going to go. You. I got. No. I understand you. Yeah. Right. So we're going to say we're going to do something of the world. We're going to do something worldly, and we're going to now fix it. Instead of going to God and saying, okay, Uh, Lord, uh. you fix this in me. You fix this in me, which is what Galatians teaches. Instead of Adam and Eve, instead of Adam going to God and saying, I have sinned, please help me. You got it. You got it. Yep. Instead, we say, now I'm going to fix it. I'm going to find a way to fix it. And, and and so starting back in Genesis, we're still doing this today. Instead of us saying, God, help me, God, fix me, because I can't, we're still to this very day. And we have, we have taken this to the umpteenth power. Now we're saying, I can go out and do anything I want, shaking our fist in the air. God, I can do whatever I want to do. All I got to do then is go to the world and fix it myself. I can do this myself. Do you see where this is exactly what First Samuel 8, 6 said that you referred to a half hour ago? They don't want oh, yeah. God ruling. They, they want to establish yes. truth. That's, that's why the, one of the, the things that I heard Jimmy Swaggart say many years ago, and I'll tell you, it had me confused. We need to repent of our good works. Yes. That is a statement that took me a while to grasp. Yeah. Repent of our good. Why? 
because that means that you're now following Christ in the flesh, in the sin nature, yes. in the carnal nature. Yes. Remember, the sin yeah. nature never was that he wants you to be another Larry Flint or Hugh Hefner, or he wants you to be right. another John Gotti or the the or uh, Lucky Luciano who took the mob and made a big business out of it. He doesn't want you doing anything that way. What he wants you to do, the enemy wants, is exactly what he did to Adam and Eve. And that is to believe now that they can cover their sin when God is saying throughout the entirety of the New Old Testament that only the sacrifice of the innocent lamb, which was Jesus Christ, would cover sin. Yes. I know you got yeah. this because you've talked about this on your radio program. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, it's you funny see... how the Holy Spirit, it's funny how, I yeah. used to say, it's funny how the Holy Spirit will take just a couple of verses and say, see, look at this. Look, like you say, Christ is everywhere, everywhere. He's even in just that, that, that Genesis 3 you know, six, five through seven, he's there. He's everywhere we look. If we want yes. to see him. Yes. If we want and to what him. is the biggest deception that Satan could give you? Remember, all these people who talk about Satan in the end times, he doesn't come across as trying to fight Christ. He comes across right. as, an alt, as an imitation of Christ. That's right. And that's yeah. what religion, yeah. anything that, and again, Pastor Rand's in his sermon today, he, he emphasized at the end of the sermon that, you know, uh, in addition to baptism not saving your soul, baptism by water, and he was specific. In addition to that, he says, it doesn't make any difference how hard you work as a volunteer for this church, how much money you get for the church. How many church attendances you have? He says you can come to both services on Sunday. You can be at every every Bible study that's conducted in the building. He said these are yeah. our good works. He says those works have to be things that follow salvation, not salvation being attained by doing them. And he says, unfortunately, right. we now have equated water baptism it's something we do, but it it completes the salvation work of Christ. And he said, that's wrong. And being a Southern yeah. Baptist minister, I give him tremendous credit for having the intestinal fortitude to get up and expose this horrible heresy. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, my, even, uh, my, my respect for this man grows continuously. It, it, it really does. But he's always on the scripture. Now, he and I see some things a little different, but it's not him misinterpreting the word of God. It's him seeing events in a little different, like timing of the rapture, than I do. Okay, but that does not mean he does not use the scripture. Now, mm-hmm. Does this, does this Galatians 5.17 take on a little bit of a different flavor to us now 
where we see the flesh warring against the spirit. And what is the flesh? Paul is using the flesh here, the sin nature, the carnal nature, to be our good works of religion that Jimmy Swaggart said 30 years ago, we need to repent of our good works. Uh, That wasn't my original. Swaggart says it. And I'll tell you, Raven, it took me a long time to grasp what he was saying. When I first heard this guy, I thought he was on the wrong, smoking the wrong tobacco. What do you mean my good works I've got to repent of? But it took me a long time to realize that I was a victim of religion. And I was. Now, look at verse 3-7. And read that again, and then I want you to read 321. Do you see in 321 where the gospel is specifically spoken about? Also the for cost. Adam and his, okay. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. Okay, three seven. Three seven. Oh, three seven. Genesis. Yeah. I thought you said. I'm sorry. I, I was at three twenty one. Then the eyes of That's both a, of them were. Well, open. that we're going to do twenty one after. But here, I want okay. you to okay. see the flesh. This is the flesh, religion, something you do. And twenty one is now. They finally decided they're going to let God do it all. Okay, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. That's it. Uh, 21. Now, now, look at 21, and it's obvious, the the contrast. This is why people say Christ wasn't preached in the Old Testament. They are being lied to. Yes. Also, for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin— and clothe them. That was the first sacrifice. That's right. But what is a skin? What was a skin? Where? What? what how did it appear? It was a skin of what? Uh, an animal. That's right. It's not a trick, trick question. The right. animal represented the Lamb of God who had to die. Every one of the millions and billions of lambs in the Old Testament that had to be spotless without spot or blemish, meaning it had to be an innocent lamb, done nothing wrong, and animals don't do anything morally wrong. They react by instinct, but God had to kill an innocent lamb or an innocent animal in order to provide the skin. But do you see where this salvation in 21 is they finally accepted Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, 1 Corinthians 2, 2, as the object of their faith and nothing else. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. This was the first death as well. Well, the first physical death. The first death, they covered sin, but it had nothing to do with them. See, they were rejected. If you look at verse 7, it was totally unacceptable to God that they sewed fig leaves together. And they made yeah. themselves aprons. They made themselves aprons to hide from God. Now, go ahead and read from right. chapter uh, Genesis 4, 1 to 11. We're going to see the same thing. Okay. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, 
and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. This is also the first uh, conception and possibly the first time Adam was intimate with his wife because it doesn't say before then that anything like this happened. No, that's true because Cain was older than uh, Abel. And yes. I think you're right. Well, this goes then along she... with this goes along with that verse uh, that I always struggle with. Women will be saved through childbearing. That goes right back to here. How Eve, through childbearing, she saw the true gospel that. God would supply, if that is that making any continuity with that. So childbearing, mm. meaning that was another statement of the gospel through childbearing, meaning that woman would give birth to the Savior of the world. That's, that's what that verse means, that women will be saved through childbearing. And I always mm. wondered, isn't that end of the cross? No, it's not. It was stating that that was the woman will be saved through childbearing was showing in other words it was showing that a human being would come into the world who would meet all the requirements of God which was Jesus Christ (laughs) took me I'm going to tell you something this took me I'm going to honestly say it not humbly but honestly it could have been a good 10 years before this all fit together that doing religious works and adding them to the cross of Christ is actually a sin. But let's go ahead and let's look at another poor guy. This is Cain. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time... sheep, okay, sheep, he kept the sheep. What did, Cain, what did Cain do? He worked hard. His works. He was proud of his works. Welcome to yes. Laodicea in the Christian churches today. I know your works. Yes. You're neither hot nor cold, and I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Hold on. Do you see, Raven? Do you see where it's right there, the gospel? Cain bought fruit of the ground. In other words, that was his effort. What did Abel bring? He bought an innocent lamb who died per God's request. Obviously, God told Adam and Eve and the first family he will only accept an offering of a of a perfect lamb. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But you yeah. see where Cain is depending on the flesh, which is the same thing I'm doing when I depend on anything other than Christ for my salvation and my covering of sin? Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Biblically. Oh yes. Absolutely. And Cain worked Absolutely. Cain worked his tail off. Yeah. Now, what is that? Read yeah. the second sentence in verse 4. Uh, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Ah, 
Verse 5, religion, religion. Yes. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry. Yes. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. You made a statement about about 20 minutes ago as far as anger. You see where a lot of the root of this anger is? We know God is not accepting our good works. Yes. God is not accepting. Now, the person who who got on the phone here and used these profanities, uh, which, again, I don't know how how an adult who claims to have any decency or ethics could get on a radio station where kids could be listening. That blows my mind, but that's a separate topic. But you yeah, see but where the anger, when you, rege- when you reject the cross of Christ alone, there is right. automatic anger that is in there. You can't get away from it. <clears throat> yeah. Look at the Catholic yeah. Inquisitions and the Catholic Crusades. Look at the yeah. current Islamic world flying airplanes into buildings, killing 3,000 people. Religion yeah. has one thing in mind, steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus Christ yeah. has one thing in, in, in mind. The object of your faith is what Jesus did in the conversation. Don't add one thing to Jesus Christ and him crucified, folks. Please continue, and we're going to see the saga of Cain and Abel. Now, Abel did yeah. nothing. He offered the fat of a lamb because God right. said that was the only thing that he would allow to cover sin. God said to right. both of them, obviously. You can only the the only the the sacrifice of a lamb without spot or blemish, meaning without sin, will I accept? But Cain did it his way because he was still in the flesh. That was Genesis three seven. Genesis three seven. I'm going to do it my way. Genesis three five. That's what organized religion is in, in biblical Christianity, folks. We're not adding circumcision, but we are adding baptism by water, plus a whole lot of other things. There's no spiritual gift you add to it. There's no anything. You cannot add anything to the cross of Christ. The cross of Christ will determine how you interpret it and apply it to your life, will determine where you spend the rest of eternity. And that is a Mm -hmm. serious thing, much more than anything coming out of my mouth. Because you're all, yes. every one of us have one thing in common, only one. And that is we're all going to spend eternity in either the lake of fire or the new heaven and new earth. And this is the fulcrum point. This is the balance point. You know, anybody who's familiar with any engineering or, uh, well, anything, even driving a car, when you're driving a car, you have a fulcrum point in there called the center of gravity or the center of, it's really the center of mass. Um, and and that, that fulcrum point is the balance point. And if you put your, if you don't, if you don't balance that car on the, the empirical limits of the center of gravity, when you make a turn, just like watching an auto race, a guy goes into a turn at a crazy speed and, and the car spins out and hits the wall. 
the focal point of all eternity is going to be, are we going to hit the wall because we are ignoring the focal point, which is the cross of Christ, just the same as in the laws of physics? You can't ignore the focal point of driving a vehicle. Your balance, as long as your tires are holding on and you're going through the turn, even though you're squeaking the tires, you are still have not gone over the limits of the of the of balancing your traction with this with the center of gravity or more correctly the center of mass. The minute your speed exceeds the ability of the car to hold on to the road and you now break traction like you do in an ice storm in the winter, you've exceeded the limits of the of the of of the fulcrum point. This is an analogy I'm trying to make with the laws of physics and 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 the balance in our whether we go to heaven or hell. Is Christ the fulcrum point that you're balancing on and his cross only? Or is it his cross plus good works you do? Your church, your denomination, your pastor, or say some dumb dumb like myself who doesn't even know how to dial into a radio program after over three and a half years and make it work without a problem. I'm not being sarcastic to myself. I'm just saying, folks, we got to get down to our dependences on nothing. Now, let's see what the eternal consequences are with Cain, who depended on his works, and uh, Abel, who depended on the sacrifice of the animal, which God demanded. Go ahead. Okay. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? So you see, basically, Raven, what are you mad at me Raven, for? Stop. Raven, do you see yeah. the anger? You see yeah. the anger? Yeah. Right. Okay, right. go ahead. He's like, right. He's like, what are you mad at me for? <laughs> so if you do well... Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. You you see the anger of Cain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now let's follow the anger of Cain because he rejected Christ. That may give you an insight into some people's behavior. May. I'm not trying to say any comment about the guy that called in. I couldn't care less about that. In fact, he's left us alone for over a year. Obviously, he's bored today, but right. Go ahead. Why does he? Why does he fight against this Jesus Christ with all kinds of vulgarities on worldwide radio if they, if he doesn't believe him? That's another thing that amazes me. But go ahead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. If you do well, will we you not to, be accepted? We well, stop just a minute. I'm going to interrupt you again. Yeah. You know what we need to do, folks. Rather than responding like we're responding continuously, we need to pray for this man because he is a human yeah. soul. He is yes, a you're human right. soul. And he is going to spend eternity either in the lake of fire or in the new heaven and new earth. I don't care whether you think I'm nuts. You you delete everything I've ever, any notes you've ever had. It's irrelevant. That man who called in, and he's done it before, because I recognize one of the numbers he used. He, along with every one of us, are going to spend eternity 
in either the lake of fire or the new heaven and new earth. So I need to take an attitude towards that of praying for this, which I will. I honestly will. No idea who it is, but I will. Okay, continue. Okay. Uh, And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now, look now at this. Cain talked. If you don't, yeah. hold on, hold on. If you don't do well, what was doing well? It wasn't doing random acts of kindness. It wasn't giving right. money or 40 hours a week to the church. Doing well, what was your faith in for covering of your sin, which we all commit? Was it the Lamb of yeah. God? Jesus Christ, or was it your works, which is religion? Do you see where the doing well is? It's all yeah. about what do you, it's all good things. You can't say that everything in religion is bad, but when we put our faith in what we do, rather than totally in the innocent lamb who died, which Abel did, we're going to go to hell. It's Galatians 5.17. Amen. You're right. In fact, let me do that. Hold on. Just bear with me. In fact, I just put that notation right next to uh, 4-7. That is exactly exactly the the choice. Okay, now go ahead. What does Cain do? Remember, Cain is the one who's not a believer. He gets angry. I would say he's angry. He committed the first murder the Bible records. Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose against Abel, his brother, and killed him. I would say that's Abel, Abel, wouldn't you? Yeah, I I think so. That is the first recorded murder of one human being with another. Yeah. Yeah. Anger. You know, it's funny, Raven, but God sort of used that phone call as a good object lesson or show and tell for this whole thing today. (laughs) You know, this is what I say. God is always in control. He, He takes everything and says, I got this. You know, he's, there's nothing that happens that he does not use if we allow it. If we allow. If we allow. Now that requires, right. hold on, that requires that you and I are not mixing religion with biblical Christianity, yeah. which is the bane of the current Laodicean church that I have been in for 80 years. We're mixing religion, yeah. denomination, church, Belief in your spiritual gifts or the lack of what you've got or you condemn. We're mixing that with the, with the total object of our faith, which should be only Christ and him crucified. But that, that yeah. individual, and I mean, really mean it, we, I'm going to start tomorrow praying for that individual's soul, as I have many that I do each morning or try to, because yeah. that is a human being, folks, who is going to spend eternity either in the lake of fire or the, and as long as his heart's beating, there is still a chance that he will repent. Not to me. I couldn't care less. Even if my wife doesn't repent to me, I I don't expect a stranger (laughs) to. Okay. Uh, 
And she's yep, I, I just wrote that. I wrote that down here too to pray for him because he needs that. And then we yeah. should. That's the attitude we should have. Well, because I feel bad for the man. Because why do I feel bad? Yeah. I've been a non-believer, and I can remember hatred yeah. about and sarcasm in my mind and acid in my spirit about anybody who claimed to be a Christian. So I understand yeah. what he's saying. Oh, yeah. I well, look at his, you his look spirit. at who he is. What we just said. He is, he's Cain. He's Cain, right? He's following I mean, it's Cain's, the same thing. Yeah. So and we don't want him just, to die in his sin. What was Cain's big problem? What was the sin lying at the door? It was religion. Yeah. All Cain did was he worked. And he could yeah. not accept that God alone can provide the sacrifice. Neither could Adam and Eve. We read in verse 7, we read in verse 7, where they made fig leaves to cover their nakedness. It wasn't until verse 21 where they accepted accepted the cross. That's my opinion. Verse 21 was accepting the cross. Yes. Okay, let's keep going with Cain and Abel. All right. And let's see where it leads ah. to eternal consequences. Right. Okay. Uh, now Cain talked with Abel. Okay. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> and he said, what have uh, you done? We can, we, can get, wait, we, we can get political on that. Let's not go there. Right. That's that so, goes back to the sixties, that statement politically. It does? Oh yeah. I'm not familiar yeah. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Well mm. people who are who are who are against socialism anyway. I've heard this since uh Lyndon Johnson was president. Am I my brother's keeper? Why should I have to pay these taxes and this? Oh yeah. I see. Uh, go okay. ahead. Okay. Not, not in any way, shape, or form to be confused with Cain and Abel. But. Gotcha. Okay. And he said, so they're taking it out of context is what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And, he, and he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Wow. Oh, Raven, look at that. Do you see it? Yeah. Currently out of Sia, USA where we respect all people and their life. What do you see the blood crying out against the church that the church has done nothing about in some 52 years, 51 years? Murdered babies. What? Murdered babies. Amen. Abortion. You got it. Yeah. You got it. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. We are going to answer to that collectively, individually, and here. Let me emphatically state this. I'm not condemning a person who's had an abortion. Somebody asked me about this a week ago. If Christ didn't die for the sins of abortion, then none of our sins are forgiven. But by the same token, the Laodicean Church of the United States of America, the current Laodicean Church, which is interested in good works, we're interested in number two money. And that you even if you're an atheist, come from 
Battlestar Galactico, whatever that is, and I don't follow that stuff, but I remember that name. You have to agree, folks. You have to understand and agree that uh, we are killing a live human being, and the churches have done zip, zero, nothing at all. Oh, we'll carry signs. I'm talking about do something. You know who I, who when I get into eternity, I'm going to look up and I really mean it? A human being who didn't take this nonsense that we do about what can I do about abortion. And this human being was committed to what was right. And they changed the whole darn United States attitude. And I'm talking about a lady named Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks mm-hmm. didn't take the attitude the churches have, or what can we do about it? Rosa Parks yeah. was committed to something. And I, I, I mean it. In eternity, I want to meet that lady. But she changed the whole United States from the mid-50s yeah. by that one thing. She would not go to the right. back of the bus because it was demeaning. Yeah. It was wrong. It was against God's principles. I mean, that lady had to be, and she was a young girl at that time. She had to be a a fireball. She really did. But anyhow, yeah, I, I'm not trying to get political. I'm just saying the church can't sit back as we've done since 1971 or 72 and say, oh, there's nothing we can do. No, 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 no. Don't think God isn't going to hold that collectively against us. But even if you've had an abortion or performed them, if you've repented of your sin, either either abortions are covered by the blood of God, blood of Christ, or nothing is forgiven, nothing. Because he died for every sin. Okay. Go to verse uh, 11. This is to the one who depends on religion. This is to Cain, religion. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. All right. Now, if you read this is what we're going to face in the very near future, Raven. Why don't you read 12? Uh, read 12. We're going to see that all, all right. this good works we're doing is going, to met, is going to net us zero. Religion will net us zero in God's mind. Zero, which means a lake of fire because your sins aren't forgiven. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. There you go. And that's religion. Are you depending on religion? Are you adding anything to the object of your faith, to Jesus Christ and him crucified? It's a question we've got to answer, folks. This is not a lecture. Unfortunately, the very one who's speaking, meaning myself and Raven also, we're going to be held to the same standard. We're not getting yes. a free pass because we work so hard on Sunday. No, no. When we go into eternity, there's only one question that is going to determine where we go. And it's going to be, did you die with the object of your faith, Jesus Christ and him crucified? I don't care. If you didn't, you could be the 
you could be the, and, and this is not insulting a man, you could be the Pope. You could be the leader of, the, of every Christian denomination in the United States. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. This is the fulcrum point, the balance point. This is the point of decision. When you go into eternity, is your faith in Jesus Christ and his shed blood only? Nothing you do? And don't think there's not people who unfortunately believe their faith saves them. And that's a heresy. Your faith doesn't save you. Ephesians 2.8 says you're saved by grace, through faith. You receive it by faith. But what saves your soul, folks, is God's grace, which is an unmerited, undeserved, unworked for. It can't be merited. If it is, then it's not from God. If anything will help us cover our sin, anything that is not strictly from Jesus Christ and him crucified, add nothing to that or subtract nothing, then it's not from God. It's from Satan. Doctrines of demons and devils. And that's in uh, what? That's in First Timothy 4.1. In latter days, which we're in right now, they will depart from the faith and preach doctrines of demons and devils in the church. It's not in a city field in New York where the Reds were losing to the Mets. It's not in, uh, in any of the NFL stadiums today. It's in the churches they're preaching doctrines of demons and devils. Please yeah. see it. What are you listening to? Those who you pay attention to on, on radio, on, on YouTube, on TV, even your own church, your own church, yeah. are they preaching and teaching doctrines of demons and devils? You better decide. You better decide. And how do you do it? You've got one yardstick. That is the word of God. You weigh everything that we say on this radio program by the word of God. If we're not leading you to the word of God and everything, we are a false prophet of First Timothy 4.1, preaching doctrines of demons and devils. Now, we're not telling you to go out there and fly your airplane into a, a New York City skyscraper, uh, two of them, and kill 3,000. We're not doing that. If we're preaching doctrines of demons and devils, we are preaching religion, religion, because that's what the Antichrist's whole purpose is. It's a religion. He wants you to worship him by religious means. Repent of your good works. Yes. Oh, I know you understand this. You said the same things on radio. Now... Let's give some biblical proof. Let's go to Leviticus 17.11. All right. This is something that I absolutely love. This you can't get away. You can say, I don't believe it. I'm not going to accept it. I couldn't care less. But you can't say the Bible does not point to Jesus Christ and him crucified and plus nothing, minus nothing. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. God, is there anything that we need to, do I need a master's degree in, uh, in hermeneutics or in uh, logic 
Do I need a master's degree in anything from seminary to understand that? You either accept that post or you don't. And that's Jesus Christ that him crucified plus nothing minus nothing, which is Revelation 22, 18, and 19. Don't add anything. Don't subtract anything. The cross is the soul. The object of your faith must be Jesus Christ. doesn't mean you're perfect. It leads to where you will be perfect the minute you go into eternity. If you die with that, your faith is in nothing but what he did. Now, you think the enemy is trying to make you religious right now. Can you imagine the battle that some of us are going to possibly go through on our deathbed where he's going to say, are you sure? You used to believe, Carl, you had to do this, and then you abandoned it. What if that was right? What if some of these men in churches were right that you had to be baptized by water? Folks, get yourself steeled to this battle you're in right now. Because let me tell you something. When Raven read an hour ago, or 40 minutes ago, Galatians 5.17 is a war. The flesh wars yeah. against the spirit. The flesh here is not your lust for sex or your lust for, for food. Uh, those are results. The flesh here is adding anything to the finished work of Jesus Christ, even something that's biblical. But the biblical thing is the result of Jesus Christ and him crucified. I love this. I love this verse. Now, I'd like you also, Raven, with you read here, I have given it to you upon the altar. The flesh, here, the life of the flesh is in the blood. I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement. The altar is the cross. The altar is the place of sacrifice for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for your soul, which means that the the believer has to die spiritually. The believer has to die. And that is Romans 6, 3 through 6. We're baptized into Christ's death. That's the only baptism that's required. All right. Now, just think of this. I want you to read. I want you to read along with this verse that said that it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul for sin. Read Hebrews 9.22. Okay. Let me get there. Very good. Very good verse to go with it. The message of the the cross has never changed. Yeah. Message of the cross has never changed. I'm sorry. of fake news going around that it is. 922. And and according to the law, almost all things are purged with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Repeat that again. Yes. Without shedding of blood, there is no remission. And then you read Leviticus 17.11, which was the Old Testament. And there are people in Christian churches preaching that Christ was not preached in the Old Testament. You better weigh what these people are saying, folks. You better weigh it. Much of today's Christian teaching, yeah, 
I was going to say, and let's also, let's also add to that Genesis 3.21. Uh, Which was really the inception. Yes. I agree. I agree. And Genesis 3.21, I'm going to... Gosh, I try, I'm writing sideways here to fit these notes in. Okay, yep, yep. Genesis 3.21 was the beginning of the preaching of the cross. Yes. You see why this whole topic, why I'm going to have, I'm probably going to have three or four months. I'm probably going to be into the Super Bowl, probably be played before I finish this, because I've got nothing but Bible verses, five full pages of them, of eight and a half by 11. Everything relating back to Jesus Christ and him crucified. All right. Now, Raven, read Galatians 3. One through five, and you're going to see where Paul is talking to a believer. So please, folks, don't anybody come around and say, "Oh, you don't understand, Carl. These people were never really saved." No, that that doesn't. That bucket has a hole in it. That won't. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Carl. Oh, there you are. Okay, I thought I lost you. Okay, Galatians 3, 1 through 5, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? You Have see, you suffered the flesh? So- the flesh, hold on, Ray. Mm-hmm. The flesh meaning religion. Our good works. Yes. We do it in churches all the time, folks. There are ministers preaching and teaching it. I don't know yeah. how to be any more specific. This calendar year, and I can only remember a couple of the names, I've heard Dr. David Jeremiah. I've heard Greg Laurie. I've heard Dr. Jack Graham. I've heard a guy named Lon Solomon just this year say the churches are failing the people, including Dr. David Jeremiah, who I never heard criticize anything other than he was born and raised in the Toledo, Ohio area, and he was talking about the horrendousness of cold weather and snow in the Toledo-Fort Wayne area, and he was telling the people out in California, you think it's cold here, you ain't seen nothing. That's the extent of anything I've ever heard the man criticize. And yet he is saying publicly this year back in March, the churches are failing the people because they are mixing Biblical Christianity with good-sounding things, but it's putting your faith in something in addition to Christ. Read Revelation 22, 18, and 19. The consequences. 
Go ahead, and then we're going to go to Revelation 22, 18, and 19, and we'll see what the consequences are, Raven, that John talks about, which is exactly what you read in Paul said in Galatians 5, 2, and 4, Christ will profit you nothing. You're going to lose your soul. But go ahead. All right. Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, are you so Okay. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now, think of that verse you just read before it. Yes. Read that one again. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? In vain means it's useless. And that's exactly what we're talking about, where it could have eternal consequences for believers if they now go to religion. And that's what you read, Raven, in Galatians 5, 2, and 4. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm going to put that little note in here. Boy, I'm, again, fighting for room here. But if we go to Galatians 5, 2, and 4, I'll tell you what. You can't get them any better than... You you just can't get it any better than what that verse was that you just read, and that was in Galatians three one through five. Let me. Uh, have you suffered so many things in vain? Ver- yeah, five four. Uh, Galatians three four rather. My problem is I'm running out of room to write things. That I'm getting. I'm writing notes yeah. upon notes. Okay. All right, does this all make sense, folks? Does it make sense biblically? Yeah, yes, most definitely. Now, Raven read Galatians 5, 2, and 4. Read those again, and then I want you to read Revelation 22, 18, and 19. And this is talking about believers, because believers' name can't be written in the book of life if they were never really believers. Right. I'm sorry, what verse is that again? Uh, read 5-4 again, and then you're going to go to Revelation 22 and 18 and 19 that your name can be taken out of the Lamb's Book of Life. And like you made a pro- comment on your program, you can't be taken away from something you were never at. You can't. Right, exactly. But modern Christian teaching ignores that. No, you're right. always saved, always saved. You have nothing to worry about, no matter what you've ever done. Folks, that is... That could lead you to Galatians 5, 4, which says, has it all been in vain? Because it can. How can it be in vain for a believer if they can't fall into Go ahead, Galatians 5, 2, and 4. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. You become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. Oh. And then Revelation, yes. Fallen from grace. You know, I, I dare any once saved, always saved preacher to explain that. 
They can't. They can't. I'm no. going to tell you, no, Ray, and I've taken a shot at it with someone you know, and they said to me, if you want to be stupid enough to believe what you believe, go ahead. Or he, oh, no, he said to me another thing, and it's a man I have a lot of respect for. I really do even to today. He said, I don't even want to discuss it. You yeah. can't show truth because here, the main reason they're believing false doctrine is because they believe what man says rather than the Bible to begin with. Yeah. Now yeah. go take Galatians 5, 2, and 4, and now read Revelation 22, 18, and 19, and somebody tell me that this can't happen to a believer. For I testify to everyone. Right. Yeah, go ahead. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Here it comes, Carl. If anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Now, I believe there are some people that are so unwilling to admit that they may have been wrong. I believe there are some people that could be this way. So what I'd like you to do is read Revelation. Okay, those people whose name is in the book of life, read Revelation 3, 5. Let's see what that means. Mm -hmm. 3, 5. Can you be taken out of the Lamb's book of life? Can you be removed from it? The ones who say you can't, once saved, always saved, no matter what you do, they say, no, you can't be taken out. Read it. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name. that he could do it. Yes. But that means that God could do it. Yes. Don't, that's exactly what Paul said of why you've been, is all this in vain? Read Revelation 13.8. I don't know how people can succumb to false doctrine without reading the Bible. They don't believe what the Bible says. They're doing what it's just said in 1 Samuel 8, 6. They want a king to rule over them, which is someone yes. like me. They don't want the word of God only. 13, 8. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose, whose names have not been written in the book of life, of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Okay, the last one we're going to read, read Revelation 17. This, if this doesn't convince you, then I, I, I'm going to just have to say you don't want to read the English language. Right. 17.8. The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. 
And yet they say, and yet we have, we had your name will be taken out of the book of life. My point here is not yeah. arguing about the book of life, but your name be taken out. Now go back to Revelation 22 and read 19 again. How can anybody who even understands the basics of English grammar or the English language, how can they deny it? Because they want to believe man and not God, which is exactly what they did in 1 Samuel 8, 6. We no longer want the word of God. We want man. But if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Exactly what Galatians 3, 4 says. Have you suffered in vain? In other words, are you going to be removed from the book of life? Don't say it can't happen. The verses we've given you, you cannot deny it. You can say, I don't believe it, or I'm going to choose to not accept what it says, but you can't say the book doesn't say it. Can't. Now, having said all this, don't think at one time I wasn't in the other camp until I started reading all these verses. In fact, you did about a year ago or more on your radio show on Wednesday night. You presented an hour and a half of all of these statements that that actually you you can't walk away from there believing in unconditional eternal security. Are you eternally secure if your will is to remain faith in Christ and him alone? Absolutely. But if it now yeah, goes I've got, to Christ plus religion. No, you did a long I've got, one whole Wednesday night. Oh, yes. You, I've you got so Wednesday. many verses. I've got so many verses, Carl. I, yeah, I could do a couple of hours worth on it. I've got – I have so many. It's It's unbelievable. And not only that, but you know, I took on – that, on that day, I took the ones that were – um, that were used by the once saved, always saved people and took yeah. the context around it and proved that those verses did not prove once saved, always saved. And see what they hang their hat on was if you can't yep. lose it, you can't earn it. I agree. You can't earn it. Yeah. But saying you can't earn it is not it is not a valid comparison to say you can't lose it because the Bible says you can. So now put your authority over the Bibles. Welcome to Genesis 3, 5. We will yeah. be like God. We will know right from wrong, good from evil. And here we go, folks. And I'm not interested in changing you as far as changing you because I'm not looking at the money you give and want you in my church because I ain't got a church. I don't have enough right. people listen to the radio all week and everybody that listens all week to this. I don't have enough people to have a church. My yes. interest here, folks, is your soul. Please, yes. even if you think that I'm the biggest dummy you've ever heard, the biggest hypocrite. In fact, someone today even called me. It was my mistake. I I, I made a, I, I, I responded to something and didn't add the whole thing in there. And they said, are you a Jesuit priest? And I, I, you know, folks, I'm nothing. Read the Bible. Get away from what man says. Please, please, please. Your eternal life may depend on it. And this is the cross of yeah. Christ we're studying, and we will. We will. 
Okay, why don't you go ahead and say a final prayer, and we'll give the next people the courtesy of getting off on time. I, I want to take something before we go. It's just a couple verses in Psalms that talk about what you don't said, too, it. nope. because it's also, it's also it. Old Testament. All right, so it says, um, I'm in Psalm, Psalm 69, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start in verse uh, 26 through 28. For they persecute him whom you have struck, and talk of the grief of those you have wounded. Add iniquity to their iniquity, and let them not come into your righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living, and, let, and not be written with the righteous. I am poor and sorrowful. Let your salvation, O God, set me up on high. But that and verse 28, let right, them be... But what, yep. hold up, what people say, well then, if God, if you can't save yourself, how can you lose it? That is not a valid, that is not a logistic argument, a proper, a proper theorem. It is not. Because the Bible is saying you can lose it even though you can't do it. So please don't use that argument. That's all I ever hear. Well, then you're saying right. that you can gain your salvation by what you do. No, I never said it. They're two different topics. Right. right. Yes. It's not that you can well, lose it. Always, it's that you can walk uh, yeah. away from it. Amen. Yes. Hebrews 3.12. Yes. Read that. How can you not? Yes. How, yes. Hebrews yes. 3.12. How can you possibly say that you don't understand this? Yes. It's inconceivable. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yes, yes. It's not that you can just be walking down the street and suddenly go, oh, I just realized I no longer have my salvation. No, it's a Amen. decision. Amen. It's a decision. Go Beware, read brethren. He, read read yep. Hebrews 3.12, and then we have to get off. Yes. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing departing from the living God. It's a conscious How can you decision. depart from something? How can you depart from something you're not part of? But, Raven, everything I'm saying today is going to, is going to be just like when I told someone and they said, I won't discuss it with you. And this was a yeah. minister. Yeah. I, I, all I can do, folks, is say, read the Bible, because I used to believe that there's nothing you can walk or you can't. It's impossible. And I'm wrong. Yeah. Finally, we were, we read so many verses in the Bible, and I just said, Carl, how long are you going to be? How long are you going to play the fool? Me, right. me. Yeah. Okay. We're All right. Good. Let's go ahead. And Father, quickly... Father, we, Father, we are so thankful that you guide us every single week. You show us verses that we <laughs> that we are so unexpected by, but but it's your Holy Spirit. It is your Holy Spirit Amen. giving us this 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 revelation, this th- these verses that that you say here it is. It's in my Scripture. All you have to do is allow me to show you, and we are so thankful that it is you. It is your Holy Spirit that shows us the Word. All we have to do is follow it. We thank you, Lord that we have your Holy Spirit living in us so that we can follow you each and every day. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, I thank you. Good, Good contribution, I thank you.
Thank all you, Carl. All done. Take care, folks. All right. See you next Bye. week. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.